And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Called Churches, and founder and president of STAND. Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. I am he. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. I'll tell you, it's amazing how quickly these weeks go by. And it feels like, well, wait a minute. I just, it seems like I was just doing a Monday program yesterday. <laughs> but no, it was last week. And there's been another weekend. And we're now in the Christmas week. The next next week, when we come back, it will be after Christmas. So we've got, uh, what, another six days or so to Christmas. And I hope all of you are, are getting ready. And I know that all of you have been waiting with bated breath to hear some very important words from me. I, I know all of you have been. And uh, I, I am sorry that I've kept you in suspense uh, and I know that you've probably wait, laid awake at night, tossing and turning, wondering about what I'm about to tell you. And that is, E.W. Jackson, what do you want for Christmas? I, I know that that's been in the forefront of your minds. And, you know, I, I, look, what can I do but apologize for the fact that I have not told you what I want for Christmas? And so, you know, I thought it wouldn't be fair to keep you waiting any longer. And so I thought I'd share that with you today. <laughs> okay, now, look, I mean, seriously, folks, uh, you know, my wife and I are, are blessed people. I mean, we're not millionaires or billionaires or anything like that. But, but you know, we're people probably like most of you out there. You know, there's, there's not much in the way of material stuff that we really want. I mean, we do the things that, you know, we pretty much want to do. And I was thinking... If if I if I need a new pair of shoes, I just get a new pair of shoes. I don't. In fact, sometimes I get a new pair of shoes and I don't even need them. Usually, though, when I need them, um, you know, I need a new shirt or I'm 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 running low on something. I just just get it. It's we you don't really think about it. And so, my wife and I ask, well, "What do you want for Christmas?" I don't know. Not <laughs> really. I really don't know. That's why Christmas really has. I think the. As, as I have matured spiritually and, and, of course, gotten older, Christmas has more and more come to be centered around Jesus Christ and his birth and what that means to me rather than the material stuff. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy getting, well, I was going to say I enjoy getting gifts. I, I say I enjoy giving. I don't know about the enjoy getting gift stuff because I'm not a shopper. So, but, but I enjoy giving. I, I get pleasure out of that. But uh, so, so what is a person like me? What does the man need for Christmas who ha already has everything? <laughs> and I don't mean materially, but when you've got Jesus, whew, boy, you've, you've got everything, don't you? Ultimately, you really do. Because you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things are added to you. I mean, God takes care of us. He meets our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The word says the young lions lack and suffer hunger. And, and it's meant to say, and they've got lions to go out and hunt and get food for them. And yet they lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. The Bible says, even says rejoice and be glad for the Lord takes pleasure 
in the prosperity of his servant. God wants us to do well. He doesn't want us poor, broke, busted, disgusted. And that's not to say that a person who has fallen on hard times or is having difficulty is somehow ungodly. It's not to say that at all. It's simply to say that God's best for us is to do well, to have all of our needs met. David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. So when we come to Christmas, to be very honest, I, I struggle with that. My wife, what do you want? My children, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. And I have to try to think of things. Is there anything I need right now? Anything I want right now? And I, so I try to come up with stuff to tell them. But with you all, it's going to be easy. Here are the things I want for Christmas. And if it's within your power, please make sure that I get them. I want Joe Biden out of office. <laughs> now, we, I can't have this by Christmas, obviously. I want Kamala, Kamala, or Kamala, Comrade Kamala, Comrade Harris out of office. I want Nancy, um, Queen Marie Antoinette, and by the way, I think it's a disservice to, to, to Marie Antoinette to compare her to Nancy Pelosi, but nevertheless, people... You know, they see Aunt, uh, um, Marie Antoinette as a negative figure. And I, I think Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi makes uh, um, Marie Antoinette look like a an angelic being. Uh, but I'd like to see Nancy Pelosi gone out of office. I'd like to see uh, Chuck Schumer out of office. Now, that's, those are easy, right? And, 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 and by the way, I'm willing to wait until next November for those gifts to come. So feel free to just go ahead and get them started now, and, and I'll collect them next November, uh, or at least the first down payment, and then by January they will be, they will be removed from their positions. I'd like to see at, at least, I mean, I'd like to see Nancy Pelosi out of Congress. I'd like to see Chuck Schumer out of the Senate. But at the very least, I'd like to see them no longer leaders of the House and Senate. And, of course, Joe Biden voted out of office. That's going to take longer obviously, and so is Comrade Kamala's departure. That's going to take longer to get them voted out. Got to wait until 2024 for that. But I'm willing to, I, I am willing to take the down payment on those Christmas gifts now. I'm willing to hear people say, Bishop Jackson, we've already begun. We're praying and working now. Um, so consider those Christmas gifts on the way, that they've been shipped, <laughs> okay? And, uh, and then I'll tell you something else. I would like to see, this would be a great Christmas gift. They could do this for me this year if they really wanted to, if they were really being honest. I'd like to see the Democrat Party change its name uh, to the Communist Party of America. In fact, they could even merge with the Communist Party USA and just be what they are, just be one organization, okay? So instead of calling themselves the Democrat Party, just call themselves the Communist Party of America. Now, that's kind of an oxymoron because... America doesn't really need a communist party, but since it's a free country and you can be a communist here, I'd just like to see that as a Christmas gift on the basis of truth and advertising. At least it'd be clear on who they really are. I'll tell you one other thing I'd like. I'd love to see um, Antifa change its name to We Are Fascists. Because they are the real fascists. I mean, who are, the, who are we kidding? Anti-fascists. Anti Give me a break. These people are the biggest bunch of fascists you ever want to find. So here again, truth in advertising. Come on. Come on. 
anti, so-called antifa, get, get in the Christmas spirit and give me the gift of truth and just call yourself a bunch of fascists. And then Black Lives Matter, I think I've already shared with you the name I'd change it to, and they would be doing me a great favor if they did it. But again, truth in advertising, just call themselves Black Lives Murdered because they've been responsible for the murder of more black people than any, by, by any stretch of the imagination, that more black people have been killed by any police officers by far. I mean, you can't even put them in the same universe and more than any white supremacists, even the Ku Klux Klan. And let's let's add in um, the abortion industry ought to just merge with Black Lives Murdered because they're murdering plenty of unborn black children. And since last year, we've seen an epidemic of murders of innocent young children in the streets of our cities. Thank you very much, Black Lives Murdered. Let's put a coal in your stocking. You deserve much worse than that, but at the very least, let's call it for what it really is, evil. Merry Christmas, everybody. Back in a moment. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. This is Christmas week, and so I thought we might reflect on the hymn, O Holy Night, by John Dwight. O Holy Night, the stars are shining brightly. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Jesus came into the world to save us, and so we feel valuable and our souls feel its worth. Perhaps the most quoted verse in the Bible is John 3.16. It tells us that Jesus came because God so loved the world. He came so that our souls would feel their worth to God. This hymn also asks us to consider the fact that the King of Kings was born as a human infant and placed in a manger. The King of Kings lay thus in lowly manger in all our trials born to be our friend. He knows our need, to our weakness is no stranger. Behold your King before him lowly bend. Isn't it amazing that there were some who were willing to worship him even while merely a babe in the manger? This hymn then now talks about how we should respond to one another in humility. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. You know, we no longer have slavery in this country, but it is true that many people are still enslaved to various forms of sin and need Jesus as their Savior. And we as believers are to model the humility that Jesus demonstrated when he stepped out of eternity into time and gave up his rights as God. This is a message we not only need at Christmas, but every day. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. Take Kirby and the Point of View team with you on the go with the Point of View app. Search for Point of View Radio at the Apple or Google Play stores. The Word of God tells us many times in one form or another, fear not. Today in the world, many people are very fearful about some of the many perils and dangerous happenings that are going on in the world. Psalm 91 verses 1 and 2 tell us, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. 
I'm Joseph Parker, and we here at the American Family Association would like to remind you, fear not, put your trust in the Lord. We'd like to both encourage and challenge you to aggressively put your faith to work. And one way to do that is to pray Psalm 91 daily for yourself and your family and keep your trust in Him. If you'd like to get a copy of the Psalm 91 prayer for yourself, email us here at psalm91 at afa.net. Again, that's psalm91 at afa.net. When you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. Heaven or not. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Now, folks, this is going to be a very special week. I'm going to dedicate Wednesday to Christmas. And uh, so be thinking about calling me on Wednesday. I want you to call me today, too, but I'm going to talk about some issues today. Uh, to, to reflect on Christmas. What's been your best Christmas? What does Christmas mean to you? Um, uh, any special plans you have for this Christmas? I just want to talk about Christmas. Just get into the Christmas season. Uh, I preached two messages uh, on Christmas because, of course, the next Sunday will be after Christmas, and I'll be on to kind of assessing the end of the year, preaching a message that usually tries to, to wrap up the year. But two messages on Christmas. The first one was entitled The Revelation of Christmas, and the second was entitled The Rhema of Christmas. And you can find out about those uh, in our at our website, bishopewjackson.tv, bishopewjackson.tv, or you can download my app, uh, E.W. Jackson, either on the Apple App Store, at the Apple App Store, or at the Play Store, which is for Google and Android phones. Uh, so keep that in mind because I really want to. I want to do a, a strictly Christmassy program on Wednesday. Now today I do want to get into some issues, and and all week I want to get a lot more calls in. Uh, I really want to spend time listening to what you all have to say about some of these issues. So I want to try to run through these as quickly as possible and get some of you on the air. Uh, in this segment, the number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. First of all, Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has reinstated Biden's mandate for businesses of 100 people or more. So uh, they're going to start, OSHA is going to start issuing fines on January 10th for those who are not in compliance. So this is going to land before the Supreme Court. The appeals court got it completely wrong because they're saying um, they're saying it is difficult to imagine what more OSHA could do or rely on to justify its finding that workers face a grave danger in the workplace. It is not appropriate to second guess the agency determination, considering the substantial evidence, including many peer-reviewed scientific studies on which it relied. Yeah, but there are a lot of studies that indicate that masking and forced vaccines are unnecessary. And a lot of doctors who hold that view as well. So this is a political view, which puts more power in the hands of government to order more people to comply with its orders. 
and they just they just completely ignored all of the other contrary evidence. They just went with the evidence that that the Biden administration presented them, which, as far as I'm concerned, is is the kind of evidence that tyrants marshal in order to justify the exercise of their tyrannical power. So that's one thing. And everybody who works for a large company, just buckle up, get ready, because you're going to be facing this very serious situation. I don't think this is likely to be resolved by the Supreme Court, of course, anytime soon. So for the time being, it looks like that's going to be where the policy stands. Probably a bunch of leftists on that court. I haven't looked at it closely, but probably a bunch of leftists on that court on the appeals panel that went along with that mess, given the rhetoric that they spewed. Um, so there's going to be a showdown on that. The border, a Border Patrol agent has resigned. And as you all know, the Border Patrol at this point is completely demoralized for the most part. I mean, they're trying to do their job, but but and they, they took in over 170,000 apprehensions. They apprehended 170,000 people at the border in November alone. Now, those are just apprehensions. Those aren't the people who got away, just, just the apprehensions. And one Border Patrol agent said, 10 get away for every one we catch. And one Border Patrol agent resigned <clears throat> and uh, basically just, just lambasted the the Biden administration, and said the following. Um, here was his last line, which I just think is interesting. He said, I bid you farewell, but I opt not, he said, I opt to do what is morally palatable for personal sanity and prolonged health. In other words, he said, I can't, I can't live with myself doing what I'm doing. I'm quitting. He said, because from my moral sense of, of self, plus my personal sanity, and he says, my prolonged health. He said, this, this is an unhealthy situation for these border agents who are basically being told to violate the law. I wonder how many more there are who will either resign or um, retire, are we going to end up with a situation with the Border Patrol like what we have with police officers across the country, which is people saying, I'm not doing that job. I'm, I'm not putting myself in a position to go crazy and to be told that I'm an evil person by virtue of simply doing that job. I mean, thank God for the people who still do this stuff, folks. Nicholas Sandman has gotten another settlement from NBC News. So they lied on the man. Now they're paying him. Well, good. They might as well do something. I don't, I don't knock him getting paid. Uh, but these people are, are liars. They really are. They are just liars. They smeared this young kid and turned him into some kind of monster, just like they did Kyle Rittenhouse. And now they've got to pay him. And the likelihood is they can get their checkbooks out because they had to pay Kyle Rittenhouse, too. Because they did the same thing to him. Said he was white supremacist. He wasn't. So the beat goes on with these people, doesn't it? So if you give me what I want for Christmas, we're going to see some real changes here in time. Uh, if, how about this? The mainstream media has done nothing to acknowledge the fact that there have been more COVID deaths in, in the Biden administration. There were 
than there were under the the uh, Trump administration. And yet Biden himself said when when the death rate ha- uh, was 200,000, he said any president who has 200,000 people die under his administration should resign. Well, Joe Biden has had over 400,000 die. Is that good for him, too? Should he be resigning? Should he be calling for his own resignation? I may be fine with me, except we get the incompetent comrade Kamala. So I don't know that we'd be any better off. And, of course, the inimitable, the inscrutable, the unflappable. Anthony Fauci is now predicting a perilous moment in America because the Omicron virus is going to run rampant and the vaccine doesn't seem to be very effective against it. And we're going to need booster shots now. So now being completely vaccinated is going to mean not two shots, but three shots. You've got to get a booster. This man is Dr. Doom. He, re- he really is. Oh, and by the way, he gave this lecture at the Harvard Chan School. Yeah, you got it right. Harvard School of Public Health has been bought out by um, some communist Chinese so-called business people. So it's now called the Harvard Chan School of Public Health. And he was speaking there, telling them it's going to be a long, dark winter. And, And advocating things like universal global vaccination. In other words, Fauci says, we want every human being on the face of the earth vaccinated on an ongoing basis. He believes vaccines will be developed that won't have to be issued every year, but they will have to be issued periodically. And he wants every human being on the face of the earth to get the vaccination. Universal global vaccination. You know, I should should have added, I also want Anthony Fauci fired or to resign. He needs to go. And by the way, he could do that now. Boy, what a Christmas gift that would be. You know, uh, th- this, he, he just, he just needs to, he just needs to, he just needs to fade off into the sunset because this man is a, is just, <sighs> and he is, he's a piece of work is what he is. And I think he has done immense sur- d- disservice to this nation. In fact, if, if you lay over 400,000 deaths at the feet of Joe Biden, as far as I'm concerned, you can lay them all at the feet of Anthony Fauci because he is the one who un- helped, who helped fund unleashing this, this so-called COVID-19 on the world. And he can say whatever he wants to say. I think the evidence is in this thing came from that Wuhan lab and the Chinese government allowed people to fly out of Wuhan all across the world and spread the thing across the world because either that's what they planned or were seeing the opportunity. They took advantage of it and said, let's see how the world responds to this. We'll be able to gauge our own strategy for subjugating the world by watching how they respond to this. He funded biological warfare against the United States of America and the rest of the world. One other thing I want to mention, I guess I won't get to your calls, but I'll get to them right after the break. I'll come right back to you after the break. 888-589-8840. You know, the, the, the uh, National Fraternal Order of Police 
has demanded that the NFL stop donating to these far-left organizations that are supporting defunding and dismantling the police. You know, the, the NFL ought to be called the, the, the national fools and loonies. What is wrong with them? And I've been told that most of the owners are fairly traditional conservative people. Why in the world are they, are they paying $50 million a year to an idiot like Roger Goodell, who then takes their money and invests it in this far left lunacy? Back in a moment. It's my turn. Here is your host for My Turn, Don Wildman. There's a sentence in the book of books which reads like this, For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Experience is a great teacher, and all of us have had the experience of being a stranger on occasion. We can remember on those occasions how much we wanted someone to show us a little kindness. Being kind to another makes life enjoyable. It enriches the soul of the person showing kindness and wins the heart of the recipient. So a kind act helps at least two people, possibly and probably more. Greatness of soul isn't measured by genius, fame, or fortune. It's measured by kindness. Stephen Grillet once wrote, I shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that I can do, or any kindness that I can show to any human being, let me do it now. Let me not defer nor neglect it, for I shall not pass this way again. I believe also that being kind to another brings kindness in return. There's a law of life which is stated like this, we reap what we sow. Most of us are aware of what happens when kindness isn't used. Harold Sandal put it this way, Any kindness that is never used but hidden alone will slowly harden till it is hard as any stone. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. It's called the golden rule. It's a wonderful way of living. Be kind to others because you want them to be kind to you. Kindness is also the best persuasion we have. Now our speech may be good and interesting, and we need to use interesting and informative words. But one act of kindness often speaks louder than a thousand words. Frederick Faber once said, Kindness has converted more sinners than zeal, eloquence, and learning. And that's true. The ministry of kindness is a ministry which may be achieved by all people, rich or poor, learned or illiterate, young or old. Brilliance of mind and capacity for deep thinking have rendered great service to humanity, but by themselves they are impotent to dry a tear or mend a broken heart. Whatever a person has to say, it does not mean much unless it is backed by action. And for many of us who have trouble getting our words to come out right, we found a simple act of kindness gets the job done. The stranger who sojourns with you shall be to you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. We've all been strangers in the land of Egypt. We know how much kindness is wanted and needed and appreciated. 
Let us, therefore, be as kind to others as we would wish they were to us. Edgar Guest, the poet, he had a way of expressing profound thoughts in simple words, and he wrote this down one time. When I see a deed of kindness, I'm eager to be kind. When a weakened brother stumbles and a strong man stays behind just to see if he can help him, then the wish grows strong in me to become as big and thoughtful as I know that friend can be. And all travelers can witness that the best of guides today is not the one who tells them, but the one who shows the way. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. The number is 888-589-8840. Coming right to your calls in a moment. Just three other things I want to mention briefly. I want to congratulate Texas, the Lone Star State, because Governor Abbott and the Texas legislature are continuing to build a wall that the Biden administration stopped. God bless them. Thank you. We need that wall all along the southern border, everywhere they can be one. And I am so glad they are doing that. Volunteers are still rescuing Americans from Afghanistan. So once again, the Biden administration abandoning Americans there in that very dangerous country, that very repressive country. But American volunteers are helping to get our people out. 39 were just released here in the last couple of days. And and there are still more, apparently, uh, but fewer and fewer as time goes on because the American people are doing what our government apparently has forgotten to do, refused to do, failed to do, failed to carry out its constitutional responsibility. Uh, and so Americans are picking up the mantle and doing it ourselves, which is what we've always done, which is exactly why we are healthy in our skepticism about government and what it does because very often it's using its power to do the opposite of what the American people would have it do and what it ought to be doing from the perspective of the Constitution. Then finally, this. A federal civil rights complaint has been filed against the Illinois school because of racial segregation, but not the way you might think. No. What they're doing is they're holding events that are only for quote-unquote students of color. If you're not a student of color, whatever that means, because that must mean you're a person who has no color, you're a student who's got no color, you must be transparent or something, uh, you're not invited. So I'm looking at a flyer now. Students of color field trip opportunity for those who are interested in becoming, in this case, a teacher. This stuff is so contrary to everything this country represents that it just makes you sick to your stomach. And, and, and here again, this is precisely what we have worked so hard to end. And you've got these leftists who are reintroducing it in a far more pernicious kind of tribalism uh, than anything we've seen in the last 50, 60 years. I mean, this stuff is ridiculous. And they're, and they're, they're indoctrinating children with this as if this is something good and right. 
if my children were in school right now as a black parent and I saw something like this, if they were, we, we sent our children to Christian school after we finally got the revelation that the, that the government schools weren't doing the job, and I saw something like this, I mean, I would be enraged. And I'd say, my child's not going to that. What, what is that? What is this? Some kind of special uh, thing for handicapped kids or something? You want to hold an event that allows children to explore uh, their professional opportunities as they grow up? Do it for everybody. Not for some one racial group. I mean, this stuff has got to stop, folks. I mean, it's just, it is it is cancerous. And you're teaching children that that's okay. It's not okay. And children should know it's not okay. It's not what America should be doing. It's not what the future of our country should look like. All right, 888-589-8840. Went on longer with that than I expected, but let's get right to your calls now. Let's go to Elizabeth in Louisiana. Elizabeth, welcome. Welcome, you too, and God bless you. I am a 76-year-old woman. I've had four men in my life, three husbands and a son that has went and joined the service and stayed there, and I have two husbands that retired from the service and they and, and three of them are deceased my my son my mm-hmm. son is still alive but my husbands are turning over in the grave how this country is run right now but you know they're up there in heaven and maybe they can talk to god and, and tell him god <laughs> get get the country back on its feet but anyhow mm. i have not had the shot I am not getting the shot, and the day they're going to drag me out of my house, I'm going to have the Bible over my heart on my left hand and my right hand up in the air praising God and telling them, you're giving me this shot without my permission, and I hope you die in hell and burn. (laughs) Well, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, thank you so much for the call. Merry Christmas to you. I hope and pray you get your Christmas present. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, Elizabeth, so do I. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. And I, believe me, I, I, I understand your sentiment. Uh, our, our hope, of course, is that pe- these people will repent and go to heaven uh, and turn from their wicked ways. Thank you for the call, Elizabeth. Let's go to Linda in Missouri. Linda, welcome. Hello. Hi, Linda. Hi. Uh- Bishop Jackson, you are a gift. Uh, Thank you. I, and Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry this, Christmas to you. Is this Bishop Jackson? Yes, ma'am. Oh, hi. You sounded different on the phone. I was wondering, <laughs> am I the only one out here who thinks that Barack Obama is actually running things in Washington? All of the hideous, evil policies that he put in the executive section said uh, orders that he put in when he was president, those are exactly the things that Joe Biden so-called brought out. But I don't believe he wrote any of those things. He didn't even know what he was signing. And I believe, if I'm not wrong, Barack Obama once taught a class in socialism. And the first thing they do to take over a country, whether it's socialism or communism, is they control the media. They indoctrinate our children rather than educate them. They overrun with illegal immigrants the country and bankrupt it. 
they take away religious rights. They want to take away privately owned guns. It just even yeah. on the uh, around the time of the elections. I think he was on one of those late night talk shows. I think it might have been Stephen Colbert. He was asked, "Do you are you going to miss it? Do you think you still want to be involved in some way, maybe even behind the scenes or something?" And he said, "Yes." And he said, "I maybe I'd kind of like to be out down in the basement with an earbud and kind of helping to move things along." Yeah. I think that is exactly what happened. You don't hey, see Lynn, him out and about very much, but but Linda, he, Linda, listen, thank you for the call, Linda. You are absolutely right. I think that the George Soroses and the oligarchs of our country are, in a sense, running Barack Obama. He and his wife now are reputed to be worth somewhere between 100 and $200 million. Where did all that money come from after lecturing us about how there comes a point when you just got too much money? You don't need any more. Uh, but Linda, yeah, he's he's intimately involved. We'll get into that a little bit later. But let's try to get one more call in before we have to go to our break. Let's go to Timothy in Oklahoma. Timothy, welcome. Hello, Mr. Jackson. I called you the other day about Sheila Pollack wanting you to be the president. And uh, John MacArthur, remember that? Yes, I do. I do. All right. Um, today is kind of a different type of a question. Anyways, uh, before I ask my my legitimate question, did that woman say that she wished someone would die and burn in hell, or did I mishear her? Well, no. Well, she, she said if they force her to do that, that's what she would be saying. I said, well, our, our hope is that they will repent and go to heaven. So... So I don't. I think, I think we got that kind of straightened out. I think it's an abundance of enthusiasm. But Timothy, what's on your mind? Because you don't have much time left. Uh, here, here it is. Okay, uh, if the Biden administration, why do they say that they have a booster or a vaccine for this Omicron variant when when it's a new variant? And they don't even know the characteristics of the virus itself. How can they say that? Like, what, where's that coming from, brother? They're saying that the booster. Is, is going to be enough to help fend off the Omicron variant, but the two shots are not enough. So in other words, they're saying you're going to need a third shot now in order to deal with the Omicron variant. So it's not, not a new thing. It's not something different. They just think that added strength of the booster is going to be enough to stop the Omicron variant. So uh, that's where they're coming from, Timothy. But this is a never-ending thing. There, there will always be something new until we put a stop to it. Thank you for the call, Timothy. Folks, we'll be back in a moment. In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White. Hannah took her pain to God, and God heard her and was with her. Hannah's Heart helps couples process infertility and miscarriage through a biblical lens. Join us Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. Find the podcast at AFR.net. I've been an advocate for biblically responsible investing for many, many years, 30 years, because I'm an advocate 
for permanent income. This is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. I remember having two sisters that had trust funds that I managed. They were family trusts. They were the third generation. They were in their 80s. They had more money than you could shake a stick at. They didn't want for anything. And even them, at one point in time, said to me, do we have enough income to pay our bills, our electric bill? That's all they cared about. I'm telling you, you're going to get to that point. So it's not an investment. It's a gift. It's permanent income. Find out about charitable gift annuities when you call 800-326-4543, extension 345. 800-326-4543, extension 345. Or by visiting afafoundation.net. Well, I think you take advantage of situations where the kids are very well behaved and very respectful. And just a simple comment that, you know, I got to tell you, that was really fun today. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and Dr. Kevin Lehman explains how a simple remark of praise from you can make a world of difference to your child. It was really fun to be with you guys, and uh, I got to tell you, I'm I'm proud to be your mom. I'm proud to be your dad. Mm -hmm. You know, I look around sometimes, I see how other kids behave. I just got to tell you, I call it slipping your kid a commercial announcement. And you have to slip those messages to kids. And the kids walk away with, guess what? Mom and dad believe in me. And that's really important that a son or daughter feels like you have their back. More from Dr. Lehman at FamilyMinute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. The number is 888-589-8840. We've got about 10 minutes, and we're going to be taking your calls. So give us a call, 888-589-8840. I think we've got some open lines. Let's go to, you've been waiting very patiently, Ernest in Michigan. Ernest, welcome. Hey, how you doing, Bishop? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Ernest. And Merry Christmas, Bishop. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate you. You tell it like it is each and every day. And I was wondering, since you brought up the virus, me and my wife watched this movie called Contagion. This movie came out in 2015. This movie is about a pig virus that started in China, spread it around the world, thousands were dying, and the, kick, the kicked out part about this, Dr. Sanchez, who, who's on CNN, one of the doctors, he was in the movie. So me and my wife watched this movie. It was like, well, wait a minute. How could they come out with a movie five years before the virus even come out, and then it, it plays out just like what we're seeing now? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Bishop. Uh, you can get it on YouTube, type in Contagion. They will show the full movie. So I don't man, think you know I've what? seen it. Boy. But that, that, that's yes, very, it, it is very interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. Yes, sir. All right. Well, listen, Ernest, look, whatever they do, um, I sense that you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know we're going to come out victorious over this thing. But uh, but look, folks, there are a lot of things that that do 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 leave you scratching your head today. I mean, just the fact that somebody thought that up, knowing that we were at that time funding biological research in China putting our own dollars toward it, trying to enhance 
function, gain of function research, they call it, to make these viruses more deadly, apparently with an effort to, to figure out how to stop the more deadly strains. But man, there's something wrong with that picture. So, Ernest, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you, too. God bless you, and thank you for calling. Let's get to um, Kathy in Minnesota. Kathy, welcome. Uh, hello, Bishop. How are you? I am great, Kathy. How are you? I am well, sir. I am well, sir. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to point out a couple of things. The first one is, as I'm a retired Army medic, and one of the types of trainings that we, that we had to engage in was what they called medical espionage, which is looking for disbursement, deployment, uh, trends that could lead to an understanding of biological warfare, biological weaponry. Hmm. So the gain-of-function attributes of not just COVID-19, but all of the SARS strains, greens, definitely gain-of-function biological weapon research. So people really, really, really do need to keep that in mind. This is not, I don't believe that the release of this vaccine, of, of this virus was an accident, first of all. But understand, as you pointed out, Mr. Fauci funded this research. Yep. Yeah, and, and defends also, it. And defends it. And defends it, yes. And defends it. And also, please understand about the vaccine, and then I'm going to let you go. Where are they getting this RNA? No one is coming to me and saying, hey, let us draw your blood, pull your RNA so that we can create a vaccine that is specifically protective for you. Hmm. You know, that you're, you're obviously your medical training, Kathy, is beyond anything that I know. Uh, I know RNA is ribonucleic acid. Are you saying that that is found only in humans? No. Or could they be getting it from what animals? I am saying, where are they getting it from? Ah, okay. So basically, you're just raising the question. It comes from some living organism. Exactly what living organism is that? I know the answer, but I'm going to leave it at that. Hmm. And also, okay. one more thing. They, they talk about this technology for this particular gene therapy vaccine has been in the works for the last 20 years. Do you remember the scare about the MMR vaccine causing an increase in autism in children? Yes, I, I remember that very distinctly. Yes. I don't think that that debate is even over yet, frankly. Hey, listen, Good Kathy, got to get got to get some more calls in. But look, thank you so much for the call, Kathy. Um, you raise a very important, uh, again, a very important issue, which nobody seems to be talking about. I've not this the first time I've heard the phrase medical espionage. But it's a phrase that makes sense because obviously communist China, we know, is very interested in our our medical uh, and uh, every other kind of technology we develop in this country because, frankly, they built their country on stealing ours, on stealing our technologies. 
Okay, let's go to Carolyn in Texas. Carolyn, welcome. Hey, Bishop. Thank you for taking my call. I was just calling about the new variant. It's no mystery to me where it's coming from. It's coming across the border. I'm in Texas, and it's ridiculous in this state. All these people coming across and even telling us they're coming from different countries. And then Biden shipping them all over the United States without being tested. They're there. They're being tested. They're not being tested. And, and it's no wonder. And whatever they've got or bring in, it's going to probably spread everywhere more often. So it's no mystery to me, yeah. mystery to me but I appreciate your show. Thank you for Thank taking you, my call. Thank you for calling, Carolyn. Uh, the data says that there are people from one hundred countries streaming across the border. One hundred countries. I forget the number, the exact number there. I think there are like 190 countries in the world. Half the countries in the world have people trying to cross our borders illegally. Now, and what does that tell you? And, and they're not being tested. They're not being so-called vaccinated or given the shot. So what does that tell you? I mean, that tells you basically... This thing is just spreading all over the country and, and the Biden administration. So, so what are they doing? They're spreading uh, this, this communist Chinese Wuhan virus and its variants. They're spreading fentanyl, methamphetamines. Uh, they're spreading human trafficking. They're spreading um, criminal uh, uh, organizations, MS-13. I mean, they're, they're basically seeding the country. You all remember, by the way, forgive me, I'll just come right to, back to your calls. You all remember when, the, when President Trump was just absolutely attacked for saying they're not sending us their best. They're sending, then he went through a list, you know, they're sending us murderers, they're sending us. And I thought, how was how that racist? It's the truth. Because their best are staying there, who are lawyers or doctors or workers or what or business people or whatever they are, they're staying there. But the people who are the most desperate, the people who have the least, the people who are under control of these cartels, those are the people that are flooding across the border. It wasn't a racist statement. It was a factual statement. And they tried to shut him up by calling him a racist for saying it. And now we're, we are all bearing the fruit, uh, reaping the harvest of what these these anti-American idiots are doing to our country and flooding all these people across the border, undermining everything this country represents. The president, President Trump was absolutely right. And I defended him when he said it, and I defend him now. It wasn't a racist comment, it was a factual comment. All right, let's let's get back to your calls. Let's go to Andy, also in Texas. Andy, welcome. Good morning. God is good. Yes, he is. All the time. Uh, my quick question for you is, I was thinking here lately, everything that's going on about the Build Back Better program, mm. I think they changed the name of it. I think it was originally called Build Biden's Bank Account. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, Andy, <laughs> Bill Biden's bank account, huh? <laughs> well, look. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured that would uh -huh. get a chuckle out of you. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's funny. I, but frankly, I think he, I think between he and Hunter, they've already been doing a pretty good job at that. So this would be consistent with their entire career, uh, as a, as far as yeah. I'm concerned, as a criminal family, a criminal enterprise. Hey, yes, Andy, yes. Th- thank you, thank you for the call. Thank you for the call, my friend. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get D of Louisiana in here. D, welcome. Oh, hi, Bishop. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'm going to thanks stay with the same theme, and that's the border wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I haven't heard anybody call in and talk about the live stream that Governor Abbott did yesterday. But when when he gave us the information at how we could participate and donate money, I have a website I want to give everybody. Go right ahead. It's borderwall, one word, dot Texas dot gov. And when we got online, it wouldn't let us type it in the search engine, but we had to go to the Google page or the DuckDuckGo, and then it let us get it. Of course, they're trying to stop us. Um, That's exactly right. Yes. And what uh, Governor Abbott said uh, as he was raising the wall in the background, uh, he said that we are legal with doing this because we're building it on state property. That was very impressive. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I'll tell you, I am so glad he's doing it. Thank you for the call, D. And folks, um, yeah, that that just just go ahead and Google that. But she said it was uh, border. I think borderwall.texas.gov. But just look up Texas border wall. You'll find it. And I'll tell you that this is I am so glad that he's doing that. I know he's got some opposition down there, and I'm not I'm not opining on the election coming up, the re-election, whether he, he will be re-elected or not. But this is good policy, whoever is governor of Texas. Well, folks, that's going to do it for today. Enjoyed every moment of it. We're going to try to get lots more calls in uh, for the rest of this week. And don't forget, give me your reflection on Merry Christmas. And any, everybody, get me my Christmas gifts. <laughs> Hey, folks, I've enjoyed every moment of it. Hope you have, too. God bless each and every one of you. I love you. Pray for us here at AFR. Remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.